What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more back thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war and poverty. Oh, wake up all the teachers, time to teach a new way. Yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better. Wake them up, get them up, get them going. Bring your buck-ons and buck-offs. It's Thursday on B&E, 23 March. It's going to be a good one. lot to dive into. Sweet 16 returns tonight, the NCAA basketball tournament. First four of the eight Sweet 16 matchups. First one tonight in Madison Square Garden. Should be a good night of basketball. Had a great day of golf yesterday at Austin Country Club, day one. Of the final Dell Technologies match play. We'll get you the results, including a couple of lifetime Longhorns with victories in day one. Also dive into a busy sports weekend on top of basketball and golf. You've got NASCAR out of Coda. You've got plenty of NBA last night. We've got baseball season around the corner. Big baseball series and college baseball at Dishwalk Field this weekend. Got some Longhorn spring practice notes to get to. It's going to be a fun one. Plus, of course, today is Thursday, which makes it a buck-off Thursday, your day, to let somebody have it. Uh, it is uh, who deserves that pat on the back or who deserves a kick in the rear. You decide. Uh, we'll get to all of those this morning. You can hit us on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776 throughout the morning. We'll take your buck-ons and buck-offs as we launch this Thursday. And we appreciate you being there. However you find us, maybe 104.9 on the FM dial, 101.9 FM could be over on AM 1260. And, of course, always streaming for you. Make it easy digitally to take us wherever you go with that Horn app. Always on your smart speaker at home and work. And always, Mr. Godbolt, streaming and on our Twitch channel. You can watch us right there live and local at Horn FM. Good morning to the soldiers at Port Hood, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. We thank you each and every day. Thank you so very much for the great job that you do. Be a little bit warmer today. It was warm yesterday afternoon. A little breeze came in, and maybe even breezier today. Uh, much breezier today. I was already down in the, uh, if you go down to where our, our kitchen is. Is that a kitchen? There's not a kitchen. All right, there's a sink there. Yeah, it's just a sink. No, there's no sink. It's a desk. It's a de- it's an old office it's a that desk, they turned into a, a, desk, desk a coffee kitchen. machine there or whatever you call that, a Keurig. Yeah. There are some uh it's a desk kitchen. little refrigerator. But uh, down in our and there's water. kitchen, well there's windows there. And you look right out and it looks right over the top of the three flagpoles in front of our building. Oh yeah. Great state of Texas flag, a USA flag, and then uh, what's the other flag that's out there? I'm gonna go look at that. But they're blowing like crazy, I guess is the point. I was filling up my water cup and uh, uh wind is howling out of the south. Uh pretty Pretty dramatically, which will impact the golf today out at uh, ACC, uh, day two of the Dell match play. Uh, so we will certainly we keep an eye on that today. Warm, though. Warm, muggy, mm-hmm. and windy is the name of the game today. Looks like the sun's going to come out in a big way over the weekend. But uh, today, that cloud cover will persist, but the wind will be a factor without a doubt as we get this thing rolling. How you doing? You ready to roll? You're I'm ready to, get to go. To uh, talk some golf, talk some basketball. We got how about Dick Vitale? He's bucking off the Longhorns right now. We'll get you details on that coming up. Well, let's get to the headlines, though. Trending topics to start a busy Thursday morning uh, as we get this thing cranked up. 
UBO Business Services brings it to you. Start with the golf and, yeah, the final edition, final year of the WGC Dell Technologies Match Play. Teed off yesterday at Austin Country Club with group play day one. And uh, there were some highlights, including world number one Scotty Scheffler posting a one-up win over Davis Riley in the final match of the day. Kind of a grind for Scotty, but he finishes late on 18 and wins it with a great putt there. World number one Rory McIlroy, world number three, I should say, Rory McIlroy, sporting a brand-new putter. He rolled past Scott Stallings 3-1. and one. Oh, world number two John Rahm, though, upset by Ricky Fowler. Rahm had a trouble with the putter yesterday. Fowler got him. He's the world ranked number 49. How about Jordan Spieth? He won his day one match over Mackenzie Hughes 4-3 and three and closed it out in Jordan Spieth style. Beautiful chip in from the rough on 15. That was uh, your match. Uh, there are still two more days of group play. They'll tee it off again this morning. But keep in mind, since 2015, nearly 80% of players who have advanced out of the pool play have won their opening match. So good for Scheffler and Jordan and uh, McElroy yesterday. College basketball NCAA tournament resumes tonight. The first four of the eight Sweet 16 games on tap. First game is at Madison Square Garden tonight in New York City. 5.30, tip time for third seeded K-State. Uh, facing 7th seed Michigan State at MSG. Then out in Vegas, it's uh, Arkansas and UConn, an 8th eight, eight seed versus 4th seed matchup. The second game at Madison Square Garden has the ninth seed of Florida Atlantic squad facing Rick Barnes in Tennessee. And then back in Vegas tonight, possibly the game of the night, UCLA facing Gonzaga in a 2-3 matchup there. Four more Sweet 16 games tomorrow night, of course, including the Texas Longhorns, the second seeds there in the Midwest. They're going to score off with third seeded Xavier in Kansas City. Game tips at 845. You hear it live here on Coke FM tomorrow night. College basketball news, coaching news. How about Notre Dame? They have hired Penn State's head coach Micah Shrewsbury to replace the departing Mike Bray in South Bend. That has led to a report this morning from Kirk Bowles of the Austin American Statesman that Penn State is planning to pursue Texas interim head coach Rodney Terry if he is available. Bowles also says the University of California plans to pursue Terry for their vacant head coaching spot if he is uh, out there. Out in Lubbock, meanwhile, Jeff Goodman of Stadium.com is reporting that North Texas head coach Grant McCasland has emerged as Texas Tech's top target to be their new head coach. Uh, the Mean Green Eagles, though, still playing. They're going to play in the NI- that NIT semifinal in Vegas coming up on Tuesday night. Busy night in the NBA, including the return of John Morant to the Memphis Grizzlies. He came off the bench last night after his league-imposed suspension, scored 17 points. They beat the Houston Rockets uh, by five. Spurs got walloped in Milwaukee, 130-94. to uh, the Greek Freak scored 31 points, grabbed 14 rebounds in just 23 minutes on the floor. In a dominant performance, the Mavericks lost at home to Golden State, 127-125. And there we go. The uh, sponsor not there this morning. UBO Business Services bringing you the headlines. And by the way, the Mavericks, you got it now there, T.Y.? This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. Aren't the Mavs protesting that game last night? Yeah, the Mavs are protesting based on a third quarter call. Play that occurred. You got to protest based on what happened all through the night. Boy, you're talking about some physical play that the refs just said that was... I mean, that was more like a football game than a basketball game last night. Well, the uh, Warriors, of course, uh, the defending champions of the NBA, they've been the, like, one of the worst road teams in all of basketball this year, which is odd. Um, you know, they're good at home, but they're terrible on the road. And uh, But last night they were in Dallas. They're 9-29 and on the road this year, Golden State. But wow. they beat Houston the other night down in Houston because, well, everybody beats Houston. Uh, and then they went into Dallas for the second straight uh, road game for them and 
They beat the Mavs last night, so that's two in a row. They're trying to, I guess, get playoff uh, ready uh, there in Golden State. They're sitting there as the sixth seed in the West. Mavericks are way down at the nine seed in the play-in role. But, um, you know, this uh, this regular season, only a few weeks left to go before the playoffs. They're going to start in April. But, yeah, they'll play it under protest. There's a call in the third quarter. I know you were, you were watching this game, T.Y.? Yeah, I missed that uh, call in particular, but I, I saw Mark Cuban fuming. Yeah, Mark Cuban, after the, game. the owner of the Mavericks, unhappy with the way the uh, that play went down. Play occurred after a timeout was called late in the third quarter after the break. The Mavericks lined up on the far end of the floor as if it was their possession. The Warriors were given the ball to inbound on the other end. Everybody confused. The play resulted in a wide open basket for Kevon Looney. Nobody was there. Yeah, I mean the they Mavericks thought it was the their ball. ball. I mean, the officials should have understood that. Wait a minute, there's some confusion here. One group is down on one end, and the other group is down the other end. You don't just hand the, hand the ball to the guy yeah. where the ba- basket is and so let you him you got to sort it. that out before you put sure. the ball in play, right? And so they didn't. And they... I mean, it's just too obvious. I mean, as an official or officials, you got to go, wait a minute, something's wrong here. Why is the whole team down there? Yeah. You know? And, you know, almost like, hey, hi, well, you guys aren't ready. We're going. Yeah, that's, and just, instead of, that's you know, just bad officiating. Yeah, sorting it out and making sure everybody's on the same page, what's going on. He handed the ball to the uh, the, the guy to throw it in and Kayvon Looney with a two points. And, of course, the game was a two-point game, 127-125. So they have uh, officially filed a protest. I don't know where that's going to go with the league, but uh, the league will weigh in. So, good, yeah, good NBA last night. We'll get back into some of that coming up. Uh, as we know that the storylines include the playoffs around the corner and the Rockets and the Spurs and the Pistons. Battling it out. Battling it out for the worst record in the NBA. Uh, but we know that the, uh, the the lottery now goes to you know, the top. The worst three teams with by record have the same exact odds to win the number one overall draft pick, which this year is important, as we told you about the uh, the, the seven foot five Frenchman Victor Wenbanyama, who is uh, expected to be a a franchise altering type talent uh, when he's picked by whoever gets him. So Houston. San Antonio and Detroit, uh, those three teams with the worst records in the NBA. But uh, we'll talk some hoops, and obviously the college hoops will take center stage. And uh, we mentioned in the headlines that uh, Rodney Terry, apparently on the list of uh, of uh, interested parties there at Penn State and California. Uh, you know, what we we told you earlier in the week, Bobby Burton of Inside Texas reported that Texas is planning to hire Rodney Terry. I don't know if that's been communicated to Rodney Terry and his people, uh, because Rodney Terry has done such a great job guiding the Longhorns to the Sweet 16 for the first time in you know, 15 years and won the Big 12 tournament, finished second in the regular season in the Big 12. He's gone 21-7 and as the head coach of the Longhorns since taking over for Chris Beard in December. And, um, you know, the fact that this is getting out, I don't know where the reports are coming from. I don't know if that's – I mean, obviously Kirk Bowles has good sources and reporting that there are we, – we thought this would happen. There'll be interested parties in Rodney Terry because he's done such a good job. It's kind of assumed that when the season's over, he will get the job here at Texas. But these reports make let you indicate that maybe it's not as official as, as some believe. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not official until it's official. Right. And when other people are calling you up and they're offering you, you know, here's what the package is, here's what, here's what we think about you. I mean, I don't, I don't know what you're supposed to do. You, you, you can't say, you don't want to say no to them unless you absolute, absolutely know that there's a yes here. And you don't know that. If, I mean, if it's, not, if it's not official, it's not official, right? Well, and you know we've we've told you Chris Del Conte has never he said he would wait till the end of the season to to handle this the business of this. Sure, he can let the season play out and um, you know doesn't want it to be a distraction to what the team is doing and it kind of feels like the team's kind of playing for Rodney Terry to get the job. There's a carrot there. Same time, according to Kirk Bowles, Penn State and Cal interested in the uh, in Rodney Terry if he's available. Now um, there were you know, Bowles also said that Texas Tech was interested because Texas Tech, um, you know. 
fired Mark Adams at the end of the season, who, of course, replaced Chris Beard in Lubbock. And they chased after Chris Beard, by the way. Texas Tech and their boosters in, in, in particular were interested in talking with Chris Beard, who landed back at Ole Miss and officially got that job. They also were talking, at least in the initial stages, with Rick Patino, who landed at St. John's. They were looking for a big-name coach, and apparently Rodney Terry was on their list as well. Uh, but now they've turned their attention to Texas Tech's Grant McCaslin. So we'll follow that. I mean, I'm assuming and believe Rodney Terry's going to get this job at Texas, but you know, you better you better act quick if you're if you're. Uh, I mean, Rodney Terry's not going to do anything while the team is still playing games. No, I, I don't think he's going to. He's not going to take on suitors now. His agent may be talking with people, but he's not going to. He's not going to pay attention to that stuff right now. He's got a job to do. And 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 the distraction of, I mean, if if CDC didn't make an, an offer to him after they won the Big Twelve championship, you know, a couple of weeks ago. In Kansas City, why? I mean, why do it now? Why distract anybody now? Yeah, just well, go on with your co- with your coaching. If if he's going to be your guy, somewhere down the line, you and he have had a had a talk already. I got to believe those well, that's two. True. That's that's the thing you we know? don't know, right? What conversations have gone on between Rodney Terry and sure. the athletic director, uh, the director of athletics, on this conversation? Uh, now, Dick Vitale, right? Uh, who's one of the louder voices in college basketball? The uh, the ESPN, you know. Play by color man and then you know longtime face of college basketball has a tweet out yesterday that says lack of class in all caps by Texas Athletic Board. I can buy waiting until the end of the regular season on the status of Rodney Terry. However, after winning the Big Twelve title, he deserved a multi year deal. Well, that's how I felt at the time. I thought that that wouldn't hurt you if that were to have happened, but it didn't happen. So nothing hurts you now. If if you if that's your guy, and he already knows, he's not going to let that distract him either. You know, but that doesn't mean he doesn't take on you know suitors or callers. Well, I just I'm I'm curious as to how where where this story came from as of yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Somebody gave that information to Kirk Bowles, and he says you know sources within whatever, and he's but Kirk Bowles is out there covering the golf tournament. Um, so someone got him that info. He wasn't like searching for that story. Sure. Uh, uh, you know, he's out there covering the, you know, I'm sure he'll head up to, uh, to Kansas city. He was out there for day one, wrote a good story yesterday and today. And, um, but, but which one of the stories is it that Penn state would be interested in Rodney Terry? Is well, that the one? I guess I, is it coming from Rodney Terry's people, uh, that, that he's there, there's interest in, in his client, uh, or in him. Or sure. It, I mean, why, I mean, California? why would you want that out now? I mean, I, I don't know. It's just, it, it's curious timing. It's not surprising that because it happens all the time. I mean, those those things just get out. I'm just going through where it came from. I'm just saying somebody wants that story out there. I guess is what I'm saying. Somebody wants the story to be out that there is demand for Rodney Terry, uh, which is not surprising right. at all. At the same time, the timing of it, you know, a day before they play in the Sweet 16, um, is interesting because it's just again, it's just we, we when they won the Big 12 tournament, the conversation. Even here was, you know, this this whole thing is going to be based on how can, can he get through it? What does he look like in the tournament? What does this team do come March Madness time? The program hasn't played into the second weekend in 15 years. And Rodney Terry, of course, did a phenomenal job. And the team did a phenomenal job in winning the first weekend. Beat Colgate, beat Penn State. And now here they are. It's just, again, I'm just, it's curious to me. I'm not making a huge deal of it. It's just odd that it came from Kirk, which would tell me somebody wants that information to be out there to maybe put pressure on Texas to do something, I don't know, or at least let the, the university know that um, there is interest beyond Texas, that this, this isn't well, a— Well, yeah, it could easily come from Penn State because they don't care if it puts pressure on Texas or not. What do they care? And Cal, you know? Well, but the Bowles report says Cal to Penn State and Texas Tech. 
had interest, which would, you know, there's three different schools there. So I, to me, that's coming from, from one source in my mind. But either way, again, I think Rodney Terry's going to get this job. I think he's done an unbelievable job. But, um, you know, we'll just take your thoughts on that. But obviously, I don't think it'll be a distraction for the game tomorrow night against Xavier, but the Longhorns will play. The first four games are tonight, but it lets you know that, and look, again, we said on Monday, you know, if Texas decides they don't want to hire Rodney Terry for whatever reason, Rodney Terry's going to get a job. I mean, this is one thing that he has secured. You know, his future was uncertain as everybody's back in December when all this went down and how this was going to play out. The fact that he and his staff have righted this ship and this pro team has played tremendous all the way to this point would tell you that, yeah, if Texas goes a different direction, which is still within their right to do, right? I mean, they, they I don't think they're going to do that, but they have, they have every, as we said, Chris Del Conte, every athletic director, when, when a coaching change is made or at least needs to ha- is forced to happen, they have a list of coaches that they've... Sure. You know, I mean, list- he's not the only one on their list. Right. Well, and when this all began, was Rodney Terry even on the list, right? I mean, when, when, so again, athletic directors, part of the job is to have a list of candidates ready if something happens, right? If you have to make a move, who's going to be, who are your wish list? Yeah, and are those ones he had on that wish list still available if something else were to happen? Right, and I have to think when December 12th happened and the Chris Beard situation and then Rodney Terry was asked and, and, and made the acting head coach and then the, the, the interim head coach, you know, was he, in Chris Del Conte's mind, was he on the list? Was this just, a, okay, he's going he's gonna to man the ship until this is over? And obviously we've seen oh, it all oh, play Yeah, out. well, I, I got to believe you got to, I mean, he's got to say, let's see how this works out. You know, he's going to be the interim head coach right now. Let's see how it works out from there. Because if he goes on to have a losing season and things turn the other way, they're going to hire him as a head coach. Right. If the wheels come off, which yeah. very well could have happened. Um, you know, we've heard Rick Schaefer, the Texas women's coach, talking about he's never seen anything like it, what, what, how this team has rallied around it, uh, the veteran leadership on the team, the, the experience on the coaching staff has you know, kept this thing together. Their goals, the, the opportunity to be a really good basketball team were mm-hmm. bigger than than Chris Beard in any, any situation, and they've... And others have seen Rodney Terry's leadership all over the country. Oh, he's gotten an opportunity, and he's delivered, right. without a doubt, which is why, uh, you know, reportedly Penn State, Cal, Tech, interested, which doesn't surprise you. No. Because they're looking for a good basketball coach. Rodney Terry has shown you he can. You know, people have said, well, can he recruit? Well, you know, recruiting... Was his, that was his skill. <laughs> when he was coaching yeah, he can with, recruit. When he was recruiting with, we're coaching with Rick Barnes... Yes, he knows how to recruit. Uh, he was the top recruiter, uh, bringing in some of the best talent Rick Barnes had uh, while he was here, and then of course Fresno State and UTEP. So we'll follow the story. It's just it's just interesting timing that it came out uh, here, and you know two different schools interested. Uh, but you know it, I don't think it's when the season's over. Texas I think is going to offer Rodney Terry a multi year contract, uh, but obviously they have, uh, they have there's other interest in the services of Rodney Terry, which is uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, it'll all depend on, on what Chris Del Conte wants to do, where the university wants, direction they want to go, and then what Rodney Terry wants. When, I mean, if he feels like he's not been, you know, given enough respect, you know, through the course of this, then he won't take this job. But if he feels like, hey, listen, this is all, this is the plan on where it's going to go anyway. We've, I've already talked to Chris Del Conte. I know what the future holds. I just got to keep on winning, and I got to keep this team focused on what the, what the task is right now, and that's, you know, that's to, to win this game. Uh, tomorrow and continue on. I don't, you know, I, 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 in my mind, I've got the job. You know, he and CDC have had talks. They, he understands what's going on. So all the outside noise is just what it is. You're, you're going to get that if you keep winning and people see your leadership ability and see how your team is playing, right? There are going to be other suitors for you. Right, obvious. Uh, I just, it, it, the fact that it came out through Kirk Bowles, a local source, 
a local reporter. Uh, it's just, I don't know, I'm just, uh, it, the whole story will come out, and whether there's a story there or not, I guess, is what I'm saying. It's just, it's odd timing for for that to uh, to hit the news. That Look, it's not surprising that there's going to be interest from others if Rodney Terry's not available, which would you'll make you wonder, well, does Rodney Terry not feel secure yet about what the future holds? I don't know. Uh, but the game is tomorrow night. They'll play Xavier. We'll preview the Musketeers. I'll say this about Xavier as we start to drill down on the games tonight and the games tomorrow night, which includes the Longhorns. Xavier, similar to Colgate and Penn State, who the Longhorns have already beaten in this tournament, uh, just better, right? Longer. Similar. Yeah, they're 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 elite offensively, like literally elite. Uh, if you look at the metrics and the numbers, the analytics, they're they're a tremendous offensive team. And unlike Colgate and Penn State, they have a big. They've got a seven foot Jack Nungie, and they've got uh, some other long guys that will go to the boards and they'll battle with you too. Yeah, the, but they're not much like Colgate and Penn State. They're not great defensively. They're very good offensively, very good uh, for Sean Miller. They're they're just okay and actually below average defensively. Where the Longhorns are, you know, top fifteen on both both sides of the floor. That has to be the advantage for Texas. But we'll get into Xavier and Sean Miller because they will pose problems for you offensively. And this Longhorn defense has been playing at an elite level for the last two weeks or you know two and a half three weeks of the season. Um, but think about uh, think about uh, Xavier Buck. They're they're tenth in the nation in adjusted efficiency field goal. They're, they're number one in the nation in assists per game at 19, almost 20 assists per game, which means they share the basketball. Uh, they're top ten in both adjusted efficiency field goal percentage uh, and adjusted offensive efficiency in general. Uh, so they're very good, and they have a seven footer in this kid. We talk about Brock Cunningham being an older player. Xavier has a player named Jack Nunji, seven foot tall. He's 24 years old. <laughs> he played uh, four seasons at Iowa. And now he's in his second season at, at Xavier. He's as old as Ty. Yeah, he's Ty's age. Uh, and he, but he's a seven-footer who scores 14 points a game, but he can hit threes. He can stretch it out. They, they call him a forward because he's a, he's a stretch four. Uh, he can knock it out actually over 40% from three-point land. So he's that guy that will you know, pull a Dylan DeSue or whoever's covering him away from the basket, uh, but he can also take it down low. So he's a guy to watch for Xavier. We'll dive into uh, Sean Miller's group. I know what the Longhorns have to do to attack it. We'll preview the games tonight, get some picks, and take your thoughts on this Rodney Terry situation. Penn State apparently very interested in talking with Rodney Terry. California, the University of, would be. I will say this, Rodney Terry, when he took the job leaving UTEP to come here, you know, to be an assistant head, assistant coach for Chris Beard, not a head coach, uh, you know, he, he, he planned on being here a long time and, and retiring here in Austin uh, with a home in South Austin. So I think Texas is in a good spot to to retain the coach if they if they so choose, but uh, this might tell you they they better act pretty quick. At least make make their no. They do like known. their football at Penn State, you know. They do. It's not like you're walking into a basketball nation. Oh well, if look, that if that were one of the cases. Well, yeah, Penn State's not a great basketball job. No, let's be honest about that. No, when, when was the first? When was the last time Penn State made the tournament before this year? Dude, I don't even remember. It, this is the last time I can ever remember my life them being decent. The first and last time, right? Yeah. Well, Shrewsbury is a is a coach on the rise, right? He was with Brad Stevens mm-hmm. at Butler. He was with Brad Stevens at uh, in the Boston with the Boston Celtics, and in a, in a quick just two and years. And this is a good move for him to head to a place like Notre Dame, right? In just two years, he's had Penn State in the tournament in the Big Twin Big Ten championship game. Uh, you know his X's and O's are, are really good. When I think good. of Penn State, I think of NIT kind of games. Yeah, well, and and South Bend, Indiana, right? I mean, uh, uh, Shrewsbury is from that state, right? Grew up, you know, in that. Uh, oh no, he'll recruit with well Butler, there with Butler with Purdue. Uh, he's an Indiana guy, so going back to South Bend, that's a good spot for him to replace Mike Bray at Notre Dame. So following the college basketball, the madness returns. We'll get to the madness out at the Dell match play. 
uh, and the storylines of day one. Also get into the busy night in the NBA and uh, some Texas football. We're getting after it. Get your buck-ons, get your buck-offs, hit us with them. Specs text line 512-337-3776. It's B&E. Ty is here as well. Uh, just getting warmed up. Took it to my stash spot, 560 State Street. Catch me in the kitchen like a Simmons whipping pastry. Cruising down A Street. It's All Bucky and Aaron. Texas. Driving so slow, but BK is from Texas. Me, I'm out there bed stop. Home of that boy. Oh, yeah. yeah They're going to New York tonight. That is uh, one of the sights tonight for two of the four Sweet 16 matchups. Madison Square Garden, the most famous arena in the United States. One of the most famous arenas in the world. Yeah, little little guy going back home from K-State. Yeah, man, Mr. New York, Marquise Noel, yeah, from, uh, from right there in NYC, grew up in Harlem. His uh, Twitter handle is at Mr. New York City. Oh, that will be something special for he and his family right there. <laughs> that is pretty cool. And we wonder if that's why he went to K-State. Of course, it's in Manhattan, Kansas. Maybe it was like it had a familiar ring to it. Uh, but he Maybe he was confused. Maybe he was confused. <laughs> that, yeah, and he didn't ha- that and he didn't have many offers at the time. Well, it's hard to confuse Manhattan, Kansas with Manhattan, New York, obviously. Um, but that's where he plays, and he's a heck of a player. Heck of a player. Well, he's caught his second win. That K-State group has caught their second win now, too. You know, they had to battle through, of course, the Big 12 throughout the whole season. You know, as kind of, you know they were picked to be- finish last in the Big 12, and they've been battling all season. Then they hit that little weird lull there at the end of the season. And now it looks like they caught a second breath now. Yeah. I mean, they the whole the Big Twelve I think beat a lot of people down. Beat um, each other down. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's just a it's a it's a it's a battle, a night by night. And as we say, no nights off in the Big Twelve. But Mm-mm. I mean Noel's been around, right? He was at Arkansas Little Rock. He transferred into Kansas State uh as part of this. Remember when Jerome Tang got to Kansas State, they had, had two scholarship players. Uh, on the roster, and he had to build the roster essentially from the ground up. And I, he- I heard him tell the story, Jerome Tang, that in the middle of the spring, into the summer, his athletic director came in and was like, hey, what's our roster looking like? And he's like, oh, I think we got four. I think we got four guys. And the, the AD's like, I don't mind telling you, I'm a little worried here. What are we doing? And he goes, we'll get the right people. We'll get the right people. And Marquise Noel comes in as a transfer from Little Rock. Uh, uh, Keontae uh, Johnson, of course, the Florida transfer. Uh, he is in, and those two have really been the tips of the spear. But uh, Marquise Noel, Mr. New York City, played at St. Anthony's High School in Jersey Saint City. Anthony, Jersey City. And as you know, and you, you watch him play, he played, grew up playing on the playgrounds of Harlem, man. This guy can can ball, and he tore up Kentucky. He tore up the Big 12. He was first team all Big 12. And you know, if not for Jalen Wilson at Kansas, he may have been the Big 12's player of the year. Sure. I mean, he was that good this season. Um, he's little, but, man, he can play. And yeah, he's a little feller. He is you know, 5'8". It's about yeah. your height. It's about your height. No, 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 no. Yeah, come not, on. I'm not 5'8". Once again, I'm 5'9 and some change. Maybe a little bit of change, but I'm 5'9". I'm not in the 5'8 category. That's with my shoes off, too. Shaka smart. <laughs> shaka, shaka, shaka. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he been a baller. But that's the first game of the night. That tips like 530. 530 tonight. Look, mm-hmm. that's 630 at, at MSG. Uh, that's tournament Tom Izzo and his Spartans who uh, um, are back here. Took down what do you think, Marquette? Ty? Sparty's got something to play for. I think this is where the, the road ends for the Izzo boys. You think so? Yeah, I like Kansas State a lot. I like Kansas State in the Final Four. Ooh. Wow. Look at T.Y. Jumping back out there. Yeah, because the second game of the night is... The second game there is Florida Atlantic and Tennessee. I don't and, know why um, you're going to get that from Ty when I can get that from Wags. i I got to see what Wags has to say. I also like Florida Atlantic tonight. Do you? 
yep. at least a cover. You know, they're they're underdogs by five and a half points for crying out loud. Uh, at the latest line, but uh, FAU and Tennessee with Rick Barnes. Rick Barnes has team had a chance to get to the Elite Eight, and of course they could meet K State. Um, you know, for a trip to the to the uh, Final Four. So that's going to be one of the, potentially one of those two sides. And then of course out in Vegas, it's Arkansas, UConn, and Gonzaga, UCLA. That Gonzaga UCLA game should be a heck of a ball game. You have to stay up late to see it. Doesn't start till eight forty five. Much like that's the Longhorn tip time tomorrow night. Is this the ending for the guy who keeps taking his shirt off and stuff? The stripper. Emus. Yeah, is this it for Emus? Eric Musselman um, showing his muscles. Uh, by the way, did you see the story with UConn? So they get to their hotel. They're staying in Vegas, of course, because they're playing in Vegas. And <laughs> this, is, this is hilarious. Uh, so UConn gets to their hotel, their team hotel, and it uh, turns out that uh, whoever had stayed at that hotel before them, they said it was like a scene out of The Hangover. The hotel room, some of the hotel rooms the players got. Looked like uh, the boys from The Hangover were there. Uh, dirt, vomit, to- rooms were torn up. Come on, I guys. guess they didn't get clean. <laughs> and so UConn's like, wait a second, what are we doing here? Uh, the NCAA is responsible for booking the hotel rooms for the teams, and apparently they moved them to a swankier to a dump? hotel. Well, oh, they, they did? They moved them out of there to like, another spot? They didn't. This story Can didn't you get a little cleaning the, service up in here? Yeah. <laughs> they didn't issue the name of the hotel, but it turns out that uh, – I don't think there were like live tigers. Okay, good. Or like Thank roosters you. Roosters or chickens walking around the room, but uh, uh, some of the players. Or Mike said Tyson roaming the halls. <laughs> Not too specific, but the uh, the spokesperson for the UConn men's team said, "Yeah, let's just say they were kind of in disarray. Gee. They weren't in very good shape, so they moved us to a different hotel. They good thing for Vegas, they have plenty of hotels. Yes, plenty of hotels to choose from out there." In Las Vegas. Yeah, poor conditions cited for the switch of hotels. They'll play Arkansas. That's the last place I'd want my team playing. So many distractions. I don't know how you can even sleep there. Well, I don't sleep when I go there. <laughs> well, well you, of course. Well, you, you have no discipline at all. Yeah. But they're, they're still pumping oxygen in those hotels. Yeah, and, well, and there smells like cigarettes everywhere. It's loud. I think I'd be staying off the strip somewhere. Yeah, you know the I mean? cigarette smell would be too much for me. Well, that's... Well, would you rather be there or Des Moines, where the Longhorns were? Right? I'd rather be in Vegas. No, <laughs> hell no. I'd rather be in Vegas, baby. Bring it. Come on now. Can you, can you imagine playing college basketball at a place like UNLV, Ty? That wouldn't go well for you. Yeah, yeah. First I would of all, be kicked off that team in you're about not, two weeks. As a basketball player, going to walk into the casino at 3 o'clock in the morning because you can't sleep, everybody's going to notice the minute you walk in there. Down Some there in your sweats. Seven. Oh, yeah. Down there in your sweats. Six, seven, six, eight guy. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Shouldn't you be in bed? Oh, I couldn't sleep. Well, I mean, you could say the same thing about New York City. That's where the other tournament, the other side of the tournament is. There's a lot to do in NYC as well. But, it, you know, it is Vegas. But that's where Arkansas and UConn will be, Gonzaga and UCLA, uh, the two games tonight uh, out there in Vegas. But, yeah, I get, guess who else is going to Vegas? The North Texas Mean Green, baby. There you go. You know, the NIT, we were told yesterday. I didn't know this until a texter told us. It's in Vegas? Yeah, they moved the NIT semifinal and finals to Vegas next week. Vegas, the mecca of sports now. Yeah, and apparently the uh, the North Texas coach, Grant McCasland, is going to be the new head coach at Texas Tech uh, as soon as he's done with his run. But uh, he's got the Mean Green uh, in the semifinals of the NIT. They'll play Wisconsin next Tuesday. And um, as soon as they're done, he'll be... I guess announced in Lubbock, according to Jeff Goodman. Be just like Lubbock to try to court Rodney Terry. The texters, really, they don't really want him. They just want to pretend they want him. I just uh, they wanted like, Chris Beard back. Yeah, they're I, desperate. There were some groups that just said no. That there was somebody that jumped in there and just said no. Somebody with a bigger stick or a bigger whatever well, said I'm, no. Look there, and there may be no story here. I just it's a, I find it 
curious that Kirk Bowles has the story that Penn State and Cal and even Tech were, are interested in Rodney Terry. And then Dick Vitale with his tweet about, you know, ripping Texas and saying no class. You know, something's getting to somebody that something's not happening. I don't know. I mean, that's, that doesn't all just happen on one day uh, from, from reporters that if somebody's getting that information out because they want that information out. I just don't know. Yeah, my deal is just that those people that say that, that that stuff gets out and just don't know what the athletic director and the coach has had. They're taught. I mean, they don't know. They're not there every day. And Ronnie Terry could have been in, into CDC's office 25 times since yeah. then having discussions. And that's what we don't know. But that, right. that, all I'm saying is it's curious timing that it came from three different spots. But, well, it's, but, it's all weird timing. They do that all the time. It's just like, come on, guys. He might even have the same agent as Dick Vitale. Well, so no, right. There's no way Dick, Dick Vitale well, sending saying, out these tweets. Right. That story sounds like it comes from an agent or at least someone representing somebody. I don't think the, 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 the leak came from Texas and the UT athletic department side of it. Uh, so it came from somewhere. And I mean, the egos of guys, even like Dick Vitale, to, to make them feel like, oh, I'm the one to put the pressure on them to hire this guy before this or before that. I mean, if you're going to hire him, you're going to hire him. I mean, what's, what's happened already speaks for itself, you know? It's just to undo pressure. Why do you need? There's no reason to have it, right? Right. Well, I mean, I'm assuming, you know, if you're Texas, you'd assume not this story be out, and you don't want to get be getting ripped by Dick Vitale. Um, you know, in hindsight, you know, should you have given Rodney Terry a new contract when they won the Big Twelve tournament? I or thought at the so. End of the regular season. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. That's that has nothing to do with if things hadn't been talked about. No, I just thought if there was a time to do it, that was the time. If the season's not over, to do it. Other than that, why do it now? Well, and I'll say I mean, this you're for still, Chris You're Del still Conte. going. You're still, you're still playing games. I'll say this for Chris Del Conte. He has said since the jump on this, it's going to be wait till the season is over. And that's what he's always done in his right. career, correct? And that's been his track okay. record. Uh, gosh, as we said, even with uh, – go back to the men's tennis team, right, which is a different sport, but the men's tennis team – And that was they, through controversy. Remember, well, gosh, you got caught up in the scandal where the coach got fired. Sure. That FBI investigation. Where's the money? Right. And, and Bruce Burke stepped in and led them to a national championship. Well, he wasn't named the the full time head coach until the even they won the Natty, won the whole thing, and Chris Del Conte didn't didn't make the move and just stuck with it until the season was over, and you know he hired Bruce Burke to be the head coach, and that's why I say I I think that's where we're trending, I think that's where it's heading, and that's why the story's coming out and Dick Vitale's tweet just seemed like somebody wants the information out there. I don't know, maybe the contract negotiations that have been talked about, as you said, aren't where the numbers need to be. I don't know. There's a reason it's out. Uh, I just don't know what that is, and in the end, you just—I think Rodney Terry's going to be the coach here at Texas. Uh, when it's all said and done, I think he's proven that. And the fact that there is interest from beyond Texas would tell you that uh, people are noticing oh, the job and, that he's and doing. And believe me, if that—that that were the case, and the interest came from somewhere, there's still somebody else that would want this gig. Believe me, you know that. Oh, well, that's what—that's the. Because again, athletic directors have their list; they have their people. Sure. And you know, it, it's it's within Chris Del Conte's realm that maybe he has somebody in mind that he wants to hire. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that's the case. I really don't. But at the same time, you know, when, you, when you're when you in charge of, the, of a major athletic department like Texas is, there there could be other things happening. But I, I assume it's Rodney Terry's job. But, you know, now we've got other other interested parties. And uh, you know, Dick Vitale's not real happy with the University of Texas for not getting this thing done. Uh, I'm fine with Chris Del Conte waiting and wait this thing out. If you give him a new contract after the Big 12 tournament and they lose in the first round of the tournament, there are going to be a lot of upset boosters, a lot of upset fans that you didn't wait until the whole season played out. Right now, you know, Rodney Terry is in the well, advantage position. That's right. 
Keep winning. I mean, he's, he's putting the leverage pressure on Texas to, and every win raises the zeros at the end of his new first contract as the head coach of the University of Texas. Yeah, and don't put the don't put the pressure on your team. Let them go play like they've been playing. And that is the hope, right? You don't need any distraction sure. here with the Longhorns, and that's going to be one of the challenges. Is uh, you know, all week being told, hey, all the pats on the back. This team needs to go play with that edge because we know Xavier will uh, tomorrow night. So that's where the college basketball sits. The Final Four is on the line here over the next four days. Uh, you got 16 teams left. Four of them will head to Houston for the Final Four coming up uh, as of Sunday and down to uh, to Houston. So we'll take your thoughts. It says, uh, I say wait on RT. Don't mess with the juju right now. No. That's true. I think that's true. This is no story. We all know they're going to hire Terry. Come on, guys. Find another story to talk about. Well, look, it's out there. And uh, I just find Well, when it- you get your radio show, you can you can find that story. How's that? <laughs> Telling us to wait. You, you do that when you get your show. Exactly. And I'll listen to that. No, you won't. Not really, but I'll see how you handle it. We just uh, report it. That's all. Yeah, and I think it's worthy of a conversation. Um, and it is interesting to me because it's come from somewhere. But the story, Kirk Bowles didn't go digging for that. Piece of news, I'm telling you. Somebody got it to him because it got out pretty quickly. But um, maybe I'm wrong. Are maybe you agreeing with the Penn State coaches? That, that's a good move by him, though, I believe. Sure. He was, you're talking about while it's hot, go do it. Yeah, I mean, and he's an Indiana guy. I mean, yeah. Micah Shrewsbury is born and bred Indiana, and he's going to Notre Dame. That's a good gig. Mike Bray has been there a long time. Certainly has, and, and, and uh, did a pretty good job, Mike Bray. He, he I wonder did. if Mike Bray is done with coaching. No, he's already got the job at uh, he, he is. He's coaching. He's South already Florida. Is that where oh, he's going? man. Really? It's a yeah, downgrade that, there. He's not gonna. He's not gonna hit the the TV scene for a while. I, I, I've seen conflicting reports on this that Mike Bray was gonna retire, but now he's. So I thought he'd do for a little bit. Oh, there it is. Mike Bray isn't headed to South Florida after okay. all. He's gonna go. He's gonna go okay. to the TV for a while. Yeah, for a year. Because there were initial reports that he was gonna take the the South Florida Bulls job. Wow. And then, because he let, he kind of sounded like it was mutual that he was leaving Notre Dame. Like he was ready to be done and take some time away, and Notre Dame was going to go, go fresh, and then all of a sudden the He's reports past ten years up there, that, isn't uh, he? Oh gosh, longer than that. I didn't think he was there twenty years. Wow. They were terrible this year. Tough to watch them in Florida State. Yeah, he came in there. He's been there since two thousand. Damn, twenty three years he was at Notre Dame. Um, off the Duke staff with Mike Shashevsky way back in the day. Is there after Digger? <laughs> he, was, he was a little bit after Digger. A little bit after Digger, Digger right? Phelps. Yeah, that's, My been, that's goodness. been a bit. You're combining Come your on, decades Buck. now. Wow. Yeah. All right. We will uh, pick up these conversations. We'll get some B&E facts of the day. We're taking your buck-ons and buck-offs. Who needs them? Who has earned them today? We will certainly do that throughout the course of the morning here on the show of the people. First, here's Craig Way. It's Bucky and Aaron. Glad you're with us. It's a Thursday. Buck-ons and buck-offs. We're talking uh, Texas basketball. Buck-on to Rodney Terry, who's been at Story Hour already this morning, but just buck-on for the job he's done, job this team has done to get to the Sweet 16. They'll be in action tomorrow night, four games tonight. Also, uh, about these coaching carousels, you see, so when Rodney Terry was an assistant coach at Texas under Rick Barnes, he is credited with recruiting some of the best players there, LaMarcus Aldridge, DJ Augustine, um, Tristan player, Thompson, Tristan Thompson, all guys that were recruited by Rodney Terry. But Kevin Durant was the best player that they recruited during that stretch. Of course, one of the great players of all time. And Russell Springman, the assistant at the time, was credited with uh, was the lead recruiter on Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. And those two were staff members together. Well, Russell Springman was named yesterday the new head basketball coach at Oral Roberts University, or no, old yeah, ORU. 
O-R-U, Oral mm-hmm. Roberts. It's in Oklahoma named, City, right? Yeah, has named Russell Springman their new head coach, which is pretty cool. Uh, Rodney Terry had a nice tweet congratulating him. So uh, the coaching carousel continues to spin. Uh, now the co- only 16 teams are left. Everybody else is, well, I guess the NIT teams if you're considering them. Uh, because the tech, North Texas head coach is on his way. Do you know that uh, there was a big pro day yesterday, Buck? And no, not the Cam Newton pro day, <laughs> which is still buck off to him for taking some of the. I mean, come on, let the let the college players do their pro day, please. You no, know who was pushing him pros. more than anything was his brother. I think he has a young brother that plays quarterback someplace, but was going to be possibly drafted or, or is trying out as a wide receiver. Well, it's it's for the college. Let I me. Mean, Cam Newton doesn't need to take any exposure away from those players. Now he's you know doing his thing at 34 years old. Uh, I think the NFL has made their decision on Cam Newton, but uh, uh, I'll give him a buck off for that. Also, the Ohio State University, Ohio State Buckeyes had their pro day yesterday, which was pretty big because C.J. Stroud was throwing and Jackson Smith and Jigbo was running. That could be the number one quarterback off the board and the number one wide receiver off the board when the draft comes around in April. Did you know that the Carolina Panthers now own the number one pick? Here's a B&E fact of the day. The Carolina Panthers sent 14 representatives to the Pro Day yesterday. 14. Yeah, they will be taking him as their number one pick. <laughs> uh, they sent everybody to go watch C.J. Stroud go through his paces. I'm assuming they'll send the exact number to Alabama's Pro Day. When if you Bryce saw any of it, he was impressive, too. Well, he's an impressive player. And he's, you know, as a Houston Texans fan, which I am, I'm you know, you, people know I'm mad. Everybody should be mad about the way the Week 17 went. You're going to get to the other little feller. Well, Stroud's been my my pick for Houston along the way, but they won't get that chance. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, yeah, and Jackson Smith and Jigba folks, folks ran four four nine in his forty time. Yeah, that's fast enough. Fast enough, and qu- quickness is his key. Uh, his route running is impeccable. Even though we didn't play much this year, of course, Jackson Smith and Jigba from Rockwall, Texas. Uh, he was there doing his thing. Yeah, all 30 teams, you know, 30 teams were represented, not 32, but the Panthers had 14 players there to watch CJ Stroud. So you think they're going with him? Yes. Couldn't be Bryce Young. No, 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 no. Houston's going to take Bryce Young. They better, they better be able to get all their little guy stuff ready because separ- they're what, getting what, in the what, little what guy. What for you separates Stroud over Young? I, I think he's a little bit more athletic than people give him credit for. I think he moves around a little bit better. And I think we saw that when he played against Georgia, that his ability just to not just he doesn't he didn't have to hang in the pocket. I think people thought that he was just totally stuck in the pocket and he wasn't going to be able to be a guy who could escape and move. I, I he's big and strong; he can move. He's got enough mobility to move and still be accurate on the run with the ball. So, who's your NFL comp for C.J. Stroud? Because so I know I know we said Drew Brees, kind of like Bryce Young. Uh, for me, it's Joe Burrow. I mean, I think he throws the ball an accurate football. Uh, the other thing that, that you hear out of Columbus with, with uh, C.J. Stroud is his leadership. He's got to, you know, whether you're the, the best player on the team or a walk-on, he's, he, he takes, he's one of those kind of guys, right? Take he's, you under his wing. Yeah. He Make is, you feel good. Yeah. He's a liked guy. He's, he, he's a natural leader. And he's the best thrower of the football in this draft. I mean, he's the most accurate passer. Um, you know, and he showed, the one thing he showed at the combine that I saw was the arm strength is plenty. Like when he's standing there next to Will Levis and Anthony Richardson, who have howitzers, he wasn't that 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 far behind them as far yeah, as but arm his, strength. But his accuracy is better, and his ball placement, right? Yes. That's that's the thing, and that is such an underappreciated uh, part of the position to to be able to put the ball where you want to consistently. I mean, that's obviously the job. 
Um, but there aren't a lot of quarterbacks. I mean, some quarterbacks can't do it. I mean, they kind of know what they want to do, but they can't get it. It's just not as accurate as it needs to be. Uh, ball placement is what C.J. Stroud's all about. Plus, with the Bryce Young comparison, he's just a little bigger, right? He's a little more sturdy at 6'3". Uh, so we'll see. It's going to be either C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young for the Carolina Panthers. Look, there are some in Carolina that think that uh, Frank Reich is completely enamored with Anthony Richardson and the potential of what he can be, um, the quarterback out of Florida, the, the future uh, that he has, the overall raw potential. But, you know, raw potential's gotten a lot of coaches fired. Yeah, no kid. <laughs> and, and that owner there, yeah. that dude wants to make it start happening now. Yeah, well, there was there was their pro day yesterday. They got Buckeyes got a bunch of dudes. They've got the, the quarterback and the receiver, a couple of offensive linemen, their center. Luke Weipler is probably a second-round pick. Uh, Paris Johnson. I hope they both I hope, tackles will be I hope drafted. The Cowboys are paying attention to that big tackle they have too. I hope they have their eyes on him. If they're if they're not gonna if they're not gonna make the splash move, they might as well fix that offense. Continue to fix the offensive line. Also, on some facts of the day, the uh, WBC, the World Baseball Classic final the other night. How about this? Viewership up seventy percent from the twenty seventeen WBC final. Over 5 million viewers, 5.2 million on Fox Sports 1. It peaked at 6.5 million viewers. When and they you, stayed late. When they stayed late, man. That was pretty cool. What a finish. What more could you have asked for? But uh, World Baseball Classic was a hit with attendance and with the TV audience, which is great. Looking forward to three years from now already uh, for the return engagement of that event. Uh, that was pretty cool. And we'll preview these games tonight. It is uh, the first four of the eight Sweet 16 matchups. We'll get to the uh, the previews. Also talk some Longhorns. And it was day one of the Dell match play. Had uh, number one and number three were winners in the world. Number two was a loser. We'll get you the upset of the day out at Del- at Austin Country Club coming up as we roll on. It's a buck on and buck off Thursday here on B&A. Appreciate you being there. 104.9, 1019, AM 1260. And remember, always streaming. Take us wherever you go on that, on that Horn app, on your smart speaker, and always at hornfm.com.